Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. And g'day, welcome to the COB, uh, Andrew, uh, it's great to be here with Scuddy. <laughs> g'day mate, how are you? Good mate, Boyzone, uh, Boyzone's back. Yeah, Boyzone. Uh, why don't we actually start with what happened overnight, because it, it um, did set the trend to some degree, just as far as inflation is concerned, out of the States, and hey, you know what, it is transitory after it all. Yeah, well apparently so, this, uh, it's interesting though, the annualised rates didn't really change much, of course, the month on month did. Uh, the focus of Ken, of course, was on uh, used car prices. But uh, it does look like, no, we've probably seen the peak in that inflationary impulse come through. But where does it go and settle? And uh, when it comes to Fed reserves, you know, average inflation target, that's going to be the key question. I think it's still probably too early to go and say whether this uh, hotter inflation we're seeing is transitory at this stage, though. You mentioned used cars. <laughs> in your view today, you've in fact gone off about that. What, what's the problem? Uh, it's, it's a lumpy item. It probably shouldn't be in there. And uh, it seems to be put up as the poster child for I uh, know why the uh, Federal Reserve should continue doing quantitative easing as far as the eye can see. And uh, I'm just sick of it. It's not a big component within the actual index. And the one really big component, it makes up about a third of it, is the, is the shelter cost. So uh, owners implied rent and rent costs themselves. And uh, whilst there was a slight moderation in the month-on-month rate, if you look at the, on a longer-term trend, they're starting to go and build up. We're seeing housing prices go and build up as well. And that's just seems to be completely oblivious. It's not even really mentioned uh, in any commentary. It's all about bloody used cars. So I'm putting it here. I'm sick of used cars. Stop using an excuse to go and justify QE. It's not warranted. All right. See if they're listening to you across the Pacific. Okay, Scotty. So locally, uh, it was a bit of a sluggish day, really. Um, you know where we ended up. You know, of course, we're bang in the middle of uh, reporting season. Some spectacular results we're seeing. Uh, certainly led by Telstra today. Yeah, Telstra had big, big pop. I was just uh, writing the other uh, rap for the other, uh, the blurb for the other uh, newsletter. And Grandcorp shares just uh, no, mm. up a lazy 11.2%. So, uh, yeah, the shareholders like that one as well. Yeah, uh, that was a brilliant pop. In fact, we're going to be hearing from Grandcorp tomorrow. Yeah, looking forward to that one. But, uh, it, yeah, so, yeah, earnings results seem to be coming through and uh, the, the market seems to be impressed. That, that Telstra run as well, of course, buybacks, capital returns, like we saw with the CBA yesterday, market lapping it up and uh, late flurry of buying to the close and uh, some of those uh, companies that reported definitely helping there. Yeah, in fact, uh, Andy Penn, the chief executive there, just expanding on the, the T22 program that uh, Telstra has rolled out, plus its push in the health, that's uh, a really interesting sector that it's uh, dipping its toe into now. But look, um, Telstra was our stock of the day. Uh, no surprise there. And uh, before we hear from uh, Jason McIntosh from uh, Motion Trader and Julie Lee from Berman Investors to what they thought, let's first hear from the man himself, Andy Penn, Chief Executive. We're able to demonstrate today is that we're at a turning point. Um, obviously, the transition to the NBN has been a major headwind for Telstra. Uh, we've been responding to that through our T22 program, which is a radical simplification, as Jason 
mentioned. We gave guidance for next year, which implicitly puts EBITDA growth in the mid to high single digits. We delivered a net, path, net profit after tax increase of 3.4% and an earnings per share increase of 2%. And obviously, the nature of our services, the last 12 or 18 months, is, is highlighted and reinforced the criticality and the importance of connectivity. Um, and so, you know, we are as a conf we're confident about demand and we're confident that the steps that we've taken through the program that I've referred to, which is, you know, around simplification and digitisation, uh, our cost out program, all of those things give us confidence on that trajectory, which we guided to today. Because so often we see and, and we hear companies coming out and not just companies, could be government, could be anyone. We hear these big plans for, for the coming years and they make a headline and then time goes on and they're just quietly forgotten and we don't hear about it again. So it's it's really good to see a plan that was initiated back in 2018 being talked about now in 2021 and seeing, look, we've got, we're got we 80% of the way there. I think it's great. It builds a lot of credibility about what the company's doing, who the company are. So when they come out with these these um, uh, forecasts for EBITDA for the next next couple of years, you go, well, well hey, they're, they're big targets, but they're... Yeah, but they've got a history of delivering. They've got a track record. One of the things that has kept Telstra range bound is that there hasn't been a huge amount of business um, momentum there. But if we have a look at the update today, it's a very positive update, especially in terms of those mobile growth numbers. I mean, we, we haven't seen growth like this for the mobile division where we have seen revenue uh, per unit increasing since 2015. So that gives you an idea of how long it's been since We've really been excited by Telstra on the earnings side of the equation. So the forecast today that we will see growth once again in the current financial year for underlying EBITDA, as well as in FY23, means that Telstra is now in an up cycle. So there you go, Telstra. It's going in the portfolio. I don't think I'd ever say that. Yeah, it's I mean, always regarded as a really boring stock, perhaps, you know, safe, but... And it's had its issues. It has. I, I'm, I'm proud to say I'm one of the uh, shareholders who managed to make money on Telstra. It was a long time ago, but uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's been a very bad period, as I'll be honest, for the past uh, decade or so. But turnaround story is in the underway, it appears. So, no, it might be two-year highs, but uh, it's good to see it's going to the portfolio. The momentum is behind it, and you said there is some, uh, some new areas coming through. Yeah, absolutely, in terms of health. But, yeah, I actually sold out of Telstra years ago. I can't even think when now, but, no, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. Good on him. Yeah. Um, now, also, of course, any pin they're referring to vaccinations. Now, this is so controversial, of course. This is now seen as the way out for Australia, given the lockdown situation we find ourselves in. Um, he is obviously pro-vaccination for his workforce. The question is the legality of it, too, mm. and that's the issue that every workplace is going to be wrestling with. Yeah, I had a really interesting chat with uh, with Lee Schofield of uh, Alliance Aviation. Uh, they were reported uh, the results as well and some pretty handy results as well uh, that came through. Uh, I asked him because... They do a lot of fly-in, fly-out mine sites and everything else. And uh, so, now what's your take when it comes to vaccinations out there for the workforce and for passengers because you are an essential service? And he was definitive. It's like, it has to happen. Uh, it has to be mandated. It needs to be done because that's our key to go and reopen. So pretty uh, pretty staunch words there. It'll be interesting to see what the rest of corporate Australia has to go and say in that. But uh, really interesting to see what's going on in the States uh, in particular at this point in time because there are a lot of large corporates who are now mandating employees go and get vaccinated. Yeah, um, so much more to, well, work to do in that space. And, of course, you know, the rollout continuing in Australia, that's, of course, the biggest issue we've got to confront at this point. Um, Scuddy, uh, Alliance Aviation, that's certainly one that uh, Luke Winchester was looking at today as well. 
Uh, he certainly likes that. Um, and, of course, you know, it is all about reporting season, so no surprise that uh, that's the real focus at the moment. Also with uh, Fire Trail Investments' uh, Kyle McIntyre, who's saying that at this stage the big winners have been the cyclicals globally, you know, 5 to 7% upgrades across materials, energy, and also financials. But he questions just whether we've seen, you know, is it as good as it gets with those financials at this point? Yeah, well, a lot of good news has been priced in. I think it's uh, obvious, and we saw today that there was a couple of broker moves that helped uh, you know, put the, uh, the CBA back down a little bit after closing at record highs yesterday. But you've got to go and look at the uh, the margin pressures that are going to be around for a long period of time, particularly here in Australia, where interest rates are unlikely to go and move for uh, the foreseeable future. And then the level of competition that's there as well. Uh, it's going to become much more difficult. So capital light, uh, no fast-growing companies that we're seeing several of those out there at the moment, uh, are going to be nipping at the heels. So uh, maybe the good news is already priced. All right. I'm just trying to think of what we've got tomorrow because it's coming thick and fast tomorrow just as far as, well, for days ahead. Baby uh, bunting and 3P baby learning. Baby bunting, there you go. In fact, that's a really interesting area at the moment because uh, just as far as some of those stocks are uh, reliant on population growth, well, clearly there's none coming in immigration-wise. But I'm hearing more and more this, there is a bit of a baby boom coming. Yeah. What's everyone been doing during the pandemic? I tell them, there were lockdowns and everything else. Um, yeah, maybe not enough on Netflix and, uh, and everything else. But, yeah. uh, look, I can say that I uh, know that maybe should be a profit upgrade for baby punting, given the amount of time they would have spent there uh, earlier this year. Uh, I haven't been there for a while, though, unfortunately, so maybe it's uh, no, a profit warning. But we'll see what the company has to go and report. But certainly, personally, I've spent a lot of time with that uh, particular store uh, the last uh, last six months or yeah. so. <laughs> yes, as any parent would know. Uh, yeah, so maybe Bunting, also 3P Learning to, to look forward to tomorrow and lots more. Scuddy, have a great evening. It's been a pleasure, mate. Always fantastic to go and do the pod with you. And uh, everyone out there, we'll I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. Cheers. 